Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Tribe Tech Weekly Wind Down. I'm Nick Bojard, and with me I've got... Scott again. Hello, Scott again. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you going? I'm very well indeed. I'm very well indeed. Um, Today, let's start with where are we and what are we drinking? Hey, this is uh, a a new little place in Crow's Nest uh, called Hendrix. And it's a lovely wine bar, about 130 different wines. So we've got to go and check all of those out uh, one at a time and um, find out uh, what's, what's going on here. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is great. Excellent, excellent. So um, Hendrix Wine Bar, what are we drinking? Ah, yeah. so this is something new. Actually, this, this has only just come in, so we don't know a lot about it yet, but it's a, a, a French red, actually, uh, Chateau Picaron. I think I got that right. I think you did. Picaron, look at that. Uh, and um, we could say uh, Chateau Picaron, but then it wouldn't be wine. It would yeah. be some weird French accent that just <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it's a, it's a it's a lovely red. I tell you, it's a medium body, but it's it's punching above its weight, and it hasn't really opened up yet either. It's um it, it's certainly got some good tone to it. Excellent. So we've got most of that sitting in a decanter just just over there, which you can't see now. Now, before we kick off with the wind down, today's wind down is sponsored by the Tribe Tech Secure Office. So down in the comments, there's a link. Um, Anybody who's listening can book a free, no obligation, 45 minute appointment to talk about what they've got in their environment and whether the Tribe Tech Secure Office is for them. Advertising. Look at that. Look at that. We even had a sponsor. Anyway, you probably don't know what the Secure Office is. So we'll try and talk about some of those things today because today we're talking about the modern office. The modern office. Yes. Oh, that's a concept. Well, if you have an office, so so many people have, have moved away from from where they currently are. You know, it's 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 um, yeah. In Victoria, people have had to move out of their offices. In New South Wales, people you know have been working from home and are working three days a week. Let's talk about what the modern office with modern technology should look like. Actually, it's interesting too because talking to some of um, the global vendors that we deal with, they haven't been back into their offices since about Feb. Wow. I know we've been logged in and out and we get people popping into the office every now and then or maybe it's a day a week or something like that, but they've literally been remote for, what, eight, eight months or something now. That's pretty amazing when you, when you think how long it is they've, they've been away from things. So, um, um, yeah, let's, let's have a chat about some of the things to do with the modern office. You know, what should it look like? What technology? Let's, let's kind of talk about what it looks like. Let's look at, look at pretend you've got a brand new blank office and you want to fit it out. What are we going to put in it? Well, well that's, that's an interesting scenario now with a lot of people changing office space and looking at, do I move out? Do I get smaller offices with everything? So, yeah. Okay. Um, if you're going to set up an office from scratch now, and let's, let's just say you've, you've moved out or your lease is about to expire and you only need half the amount of space or whatever it is, you're not really going to put in exactly what you've got today. You'd want to take advantage of, the, hey, here's something new, here's something fresh. Let's go and make this able to drive us forward into the future. Okay, cool. So we know we're going to want some desks. In theory, you want some desks. However, <laughs> do you want individual desks for people? Or do you just want some common area desks so people can come in and share? Do you want one big long bench? Do you want... The, I, I gather what you don't want today is a whole bunch of individual one-off offices with doors on them. Oh, well, there's, there's, that's actually open to suggestion. Because yeah. as, a, as a software developer, I want an 
single one-off office I can close the door and focus. Yes, because you're very noisy when you write code. No, I don't like to collaborate when I'm writing code. I'm trying to think, <laughs> not, not write code. Yes, well, that's, that's fair. Um, there are these headphones you can get that actually have noise cancellation. Oh, stop it. Stop oh, it. Okay. I just c- continually people wandering up and go, nee, can you? You know, it's just really quite I annoying. haven't noticed that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> back to finance. We'll get okay. some desks that you're either okay. open plan or your closed plan or you've got a big S type desk around yes. the place. All sorts of things going on like that. Let's talk about cabling. You want to run some power. You, you do. You look, you, of, course you, of course, course you need power. power. Yeah. Well, there is actually wireless power. It's been around for a long time. It's called radiation. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, you, can you can convert radiation into all sorts of things. You yes. panels everywhere, can you? We don't make any statements as to whether it's healthy or not. But um, <laughs> uh, look, the, the, the true wireless power, as you, we would like to think about it, is not quite there yet. Yep. Um, but let's, let's have a look at a couple of things. Uh, certainly, yes, we would need power points. Yep. Uh, to be able to uh, support charges and all sorts of things. And look, a lot of a lot of modern PowerPoints come with USB outlets in them today and that sort of thing as well. So that, that's that's good. But um, when we start looking at cabling, uh, many devices that would sit in an office these days can run PoE. As so PoE? Power over Ethernet. Power over Ethernet. So that means rather than us having to plug it into the mains and network, you yes. just plug it into the network. Yes, in fact, low-powered monitors can run PoE. Wow. And PoE standards are actually improving. So it used to be you'd be able to get a few watts of power and turn something basic on, but then it went up to like 15 watts, then 30 watts, and now 60 watts. And you can do a lot with uh, 60 watts of power. So, so how about no network at all? How about going cabling versus Wi-Fi? What do you, what do you think? So, look, it, it's, a, it's an interesting discussion. Uh, ideally, you would always be just Wi-Fi only because then you've got no cabling to run and everything just works. However, you miss on a couple of things. One, if you've got no cabling, you've got no PoE capability, so anything needing power would have to plug into a PowerPoint. Yep. But two, Wi-Fi generally shares, like an, an access point you would put in a roof would share a one or two connections back into the main network. Mm-hmm. So that could be one uh, one gig, or it could be a t- couple of two one gig links to make two gig, even the two and a half gig connections that you can get now on some of the special switches. Um, the problem is, though, that your Wi-Fi access point may be shared by 10, 15, 20 people, whatever, at once trying to do things. Now, if the thing you're trying to do is just update a web page or read some data, yeah, you're not really using a lot of connectivity. But if the thing you're doing is downloading files or doing Windows updates or something like that, you're going to try to consume a lot of bandwidth at the same time. And that's going to be a bottleneck. Okay. So, so yeah, I, I remember I was once in a conference in Canberra and I met one of the inventors of Wi-Fi from the oh. CSIRO. Oh, there you go. And we were having a chat. There was a guy from Telstra there mm. talking about how MBN didn't matter because 5G was going to fix everything. And he said, the problem is there's only so much bandwidth through the air. Yes. There's a lot more through light. Um, there, there is. And look, if you think about, we've had one gig connectivity out to desktops now for oh, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it's been. We have. Um, for quite a long time. Uh, and that's generally meant that, look, whatever you do on your desktop, it's it's not going to be influenced by bandwidth and where you go and all's good. Yeah, no, I understand. So, so okay, Wi-Fi, you've got to choose between Wi-Fi and wired. And, and yeah. wired's going to be faster for those high bandwidth it, things. But it will. However, I'll also say that the number of requirements in a modern office for high bandwidth connectivity is actually reducing. Okay. As applications are moving to the cloud, you're really limited by the size of the internet link. And if you look at your work from home environments, what the average NBN sort of person is going to have 
up to 100 meg or 50 meg, 100 meg, even some of the gig. But um, in reality, you'd be up to 100 meg at home. So these applications need to be able to work efficiently over those sorts of speeds mm-hmm. while there's still people in the background playing games and whatever else and so okay. forth. So, yeah. Cool. Now I understand. So, so we've 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 talked about that. Um, um, what do you think next is most important, Scott? So, if we go into an office and we find out, look, where does all this gear connect to? We used to have these old computer rooms or closets, as we call them, where little little rooms somewhere. Maybe there's a rack in there, or your cabling used to go back into there. Your network switches were there. Hey, there might be a few servers in there and a, a some backup appliances, yeah. air conditioning, fire suppression units, and all of a sudden you've got a little computer room in an office, and everyone's trying to run their own mini data center. Yep. Okay, so we don't want. Mini data centers we can get rid no. of now. In fact, I'd like to see that whole area removed. Um, there's a lot more, actually, this is sort of interesting, uh, a lot more distribution switches now um, that are fanless. And I've actually seen up to 48 port switches that are fanless. Now, they don't do PoE because uh, as soon as you need power in the switches, that actually generates heat. You've got to be able to have a little fan in the switch to remove So, so I can hide that in a ceiling or I can hide that in uh, anywhere well, I want? You, you could, preferably somewhere where it's easy to get to if you need to plug a cable in. Sure. Um, otherwise, you start creating OHS issues. Yes. Um, but oh, that's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the other thing I used to remember was in those rooms was the phone system. Oh. The, 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 the PBX, the um, big <laughs> thing with relays and switches and... Uh, Punch I've, tape. I've seen one with relays and switches. It actually took up a whole room. Wow. It was uh, built in the 1970s. We actually, and this was, we went into a, uh, an office, and it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago where they were having problems with their phone system, and we we're trying to work out where, where it was, and it was actually took up a whole room, and every board bolted onto this wall was uh, an individual extension. Wow. So, so we can fix that with the cloud? We can. So we can have the whole PBX, that whole bit of kit, that plugged in and was expensive and hard yes. to manage. We can do that in the cloud it, now. In fact, we can easily do it in the cloud. It's even available within Teams. Wow, and it's reliable? It's reliable. Look, it, you're never going to get as reliable as like the old physical copper network where you had a, a physical analog line going into a phone. Well, they've been doing it for 100 years, right? Th- that, that's just right. Um, so, look, there, there, of course, there's going to be some connectivity issues every now and then or whatever the issue is going to be. But for the most part, everybody's dealing with that these days with um, at-home video conferencing and web conferences and that sort of thing. It, it's, it's not any different to that. And if there is a little bit of a blip here and there, People are actually a lot smoothed out over that. Yeah, no, I understand. So you've got that. It's kind of this distributed environment where you've got some people in the office and some people at home. And if John at home can't work, everybody else can. Or if a few people in the office can't work, everybody else can. Which then brings me, if I don't need a PBX in that computer room, do I need servers? Well, hopefully you don't need any servers. Um, the, the requirement to have physical servers on site in an office these days should be minimal or really just to support legacy applications that have yet moved to the cloud. So the vision is no servers, right? Exactly. Wow, no, no servers. That's kind of cool. That's kind of, kind of you, into you that. Really, you really don't want to be forking out 10, 15, 20, whatever thousand dollars to have a physical box on your premises. Um, not premises, not premise. Premises, yes, yes. on premises, not on. We had that conversation yes. earlier today. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, so, so I don't need servers because I can do all of that in the cloud. Yes, yeah, you know, accounting software now runs in the cloud. Most, you know, most modern accounting software runs in the cloud. Okay, and and my my email runs in the cloud, and my file storage runs in the cloud. You know, I've got things like Office yes. 365 and G Suite and all of those sorts of things. So I've got that. Um, don't need on-site servers. Got modern apps, printers. Printers? Do we still need to print? 
Well, we've got to be able to print. Uh, there's this thing called PDF. One of my favorite ones is I saw somebody in a cloud who went and printed something out, took it to someone who scanned it, turned it into a PDF and emailed it to someone. Uh, uh, we, we shouldn't comment too much about that since I suspect that happens still a lot. People who print emails so they can read them. Yes. Look, the, so the only, the only thing I tend to print these days is legal contracts. Yep. Uh, because I tend to like to scribble all over them and work out which, uh, what, what's happening. Yeah. I mean, no. What are they referencing? It helps to, to do that. But look, the, the, the interesting thing, I saw this stat recently because I've been looking at ways of automating uh, proposals and other sorts of documents that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came across this, uh, this figure on the weekend that said uh, modern documents that are really online viewable, so you're just looking at them from a web page, are 78% more likely to be signed and agreed to than if you give the ability to print them off. Wow. So they're more likely, 78% more likely to be signed and agreed if you do it electronically than if you print it. Uh, well, actually, if you don't allow them to be printed, which wow. is an interesting sort of concept, <laughs> as in they're formatted for the screen, they're on there, and it's just like I've got a button or something to click rather than allowing well, people to go and click print them. Click yes to accept and continue yes. when nobody reads it at all. Is that, that really what's oh, going the, on? The, uh, do we want to talk about Eulers? No, oh. we won't. We'll talk about that in another session, I think. The, um, oh, um, no, I don't think we will. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, it was just an interesting stat. And look, it, to be fair, it's, it's from one of these organizations that actually has online document management things that their whole value proposition is around online documents. But um, just putting that set up there, and it was from looking at, I think, their last couple of years of documents about success rates between did people um, try to do something with it, like download it or print it, or did they, um, did they actually just read it on the screen and process it? Yeah, 78% uh, more success in just looking at screen-based documents. Wow, that's that's awesome. So I've got all this. I've got all this stuff in the cloud. Now I'm going to ask a contentious question. Really? That would, that would be strange. It's not like me, is it? Where do we back up to? Back up? You want to back up? Let's not do that today. Well, oh, okay. I, think we, we, I think we could do a whole debate on backup, uh, don't you? You know what I think? I think we should do a debate on backup. We should do the famous backup debate and actually oh. live stream it and go for it. What do you reckon? We, we could put it up. You know, they had, we had the, the great train robbery, yep. so we should do the great backup debate. Now, right. I, I know Jason, who works at Tribe Tech, is absolutely of a mind that we should back up everything with separate he's got this really fixed view on it can we get him yes. on yeah that would that would actually be quite funny excellent. excellent he does have some very defined views and very strong points around views so that would be quite interesting he's, he's usually more accurate more than most of the time but yeah. don't, don't tell him that <laughs> <laughs> so so let's okay. let's let's set that up let's do that maybe okay. next month and have a big backup debate what do you that, reckon scott that sounds really good cool um, okay having said that though the question about do i need backups in the office, assuming I'm, assuming I'm doing backups for a start, yeah. uh, where should they be? Do they need to be in the office? And look, it, 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 yes and no, it, it's optional. Um, in one respect, if you've got backups in the cloud, uh, that's great, you've got offsite backups. In another respect, some people like to know that, look, this physical appliance in my office has all my data in it, that's great. I would sort of suggest it's probably less secure than being in the cloud. Yep. Um, and the last thing you want to do is go and buy a tape drive in today's environment. Uh, you'd, ab- absolutely. You'd back absolutely. up to hard drives. I noticed the 18 terabyte hard drives um, are around now, and they're sort of seven or $800 sort of mark, so that's cheaper than $1,000. Now, I'd that's assume the TribeTech Secure Backup does include... The so TribeTech Secure Office, sorry, does include secure backup. We actually do have secure backup options in there, yes. Excellent. So yes. I thought modern, I'd, drop, modern in, I'd drop in the sponsor's name there. Just, oh, that, just, that's very just good. I, I like that. Your sponsor likes that. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. okay. M- move, moving on. Yes. Um, so, so we've got to, we've talked about PBXs, we've talked about computer rooms, we're going to get rid of those, we're going to do some Wi-Fi and some wired, have some devices running over power over Ethernet, all of that stuff. Yes. What about the actual device I use to do things on, the end user device? PCs or laptops, Scott? Uh, look, there is a there is a call for both. Um, my preference today uh, depends on the environment you're working in. Yep. Um, I would actually say if you are travelling and moving around a bit or in and out back home and back in the office, uh, a laptop is probably a better choice for you. Um, and in reality, a laptop is really just a, a PC squashed down and made in a slightly different way with a screen bolted onto it. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of difference these days between PCs and laptops. The laptops are more, a bit more power friendly, but um, PCs in the office, uh, I'm less happy with those in general. I'd rather have them being used to access a hosted desktop. Now. Okay. Um, think of it as a device, but in which case you're just going somewhere using a PC to access all your data somewhere else, and then you're going home on a PC to access all your data somewhere else. Okay, cool. Now I get it. So, so laptops are favourite. Yes. PCs, remote desktop, and we're going to do a session on remote desktop, right? So, yes. Because that's that's a that's a technically gnarly one, that one, and and I've got my views, surprisingly <laughs> enough. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about those in another session. So, internet. 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 Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, you do need internet. You do. Okay. You do. Gone yeah. are the days where we could get away without it, right? That's very true. I, th- I think real in most businesses these days, I'm, I'm trying to think very quickly who would not, um, you would need internet in one shape, form or another. Yeah, well, you'd want to send email. And the minute you want to send email, you've got to have internet, I, I think right? you need to send email. Whether you want to send email could be something <laughs> different, but yes. You, no, you I want e- to send it. I just don't want to receive it. Uh, well, there's a way to fix that too. Uh, <laughs> but um, look, I think in- internet is a critical element, yes. Uh, I think it's the type of internet that you're really looking at. So look, at a, at a base level, if you're looking at something like $100 a month, you can get an NBN connection in the way you go. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the good point about that is that it's easy and it's cheap. The bad point about that is that it's consumer grade yep. if it fails your response time could be a bit slower and you've got to work out can I survive without it um, it's also generally more contended at a consumer level which means that yeah look sometimes it goes fast sometimes it goes slow used to see these things where look oh three o'clock in the afternoon starts the internet starts to slow down what happened oh school's gone out it's, oh uh, okay um, yeah business grade connections don't do that but they do cost more uh, these used to be a lot more like it used to be that you could actually um, be uh, if you were selling internet connections your business grade connections were significantly more profitable than your consumer grade connections but I think that time is largely passed the um, the business grade internet market now is it's getting to be fairly cutthroat it is it is they're not making a lot of money out of it I don't think they uh, might be, you've got to have the volume if yep. you've got the volume and in theory if you own your own network there's a there's more margin there than uh, a lot of the others who are just reselling something else. But look, having said that, um, NBN with their enterprise Ethernet uh, have just uh, re-announced uh, their like version two of that, uh, which is significantly cheaper than where it used to be. Uh, and now they're actually building fiber into premises. But they're changing their partner program. I saw things around that this okay. week. We just we'll dive in and talk about yes. the NBN in another session. because that's, that's fair. That we, we could go into huge depth on that. So, yeah. um, yes. But for want of not keeping people for an hour, 
Yes. <laughs> oh, so, however, just very important, yep. just very quickly on that though, um, it's interesting now that if you commit to a contract on what is not really an expensive service, you can get fibre built into your premises uh, for zero dollars. Yes, I uh, noticed that after I paid for it. Yes, yes, I was about to mention that too. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, thanks, Scott. <laughs> you, you got ahead of the story, that's good. He's just rubbing it in, rubbing it in, <laughs> yes. doing it. Um, so, let's talk about ancillary devices. You know, okay. Security, door opening, lighting, alarms. Hey, so this, this, yeah, this is some of the neat little tech gadgets you can get now. So, um, you need a security system, sure, but security systems don't need phone lines anymore. They don't need to be able to do dial-up. Uh, most security systems now will connect via Ethernet into your network, um, and be able to deliver messages out through your internet connection or as a backup they'll go into a 4G gateway. Yep. You can have a couple of SIM cards in there and all of a sudden your, your, your connectivity uh, is always there, which is good if in theory in the past someone would go and try to cut the phone lines into a building and yeah, therefore your alarm can't dial back. So yep. There's that. Um, but you've also got things like modern lighting. You can actually control lighting. You put LED lights in. Uh, there's uh, LED light panels that would replace the old like uh, dual um, uh, fluorescent tube type scenarios and you can turn them off and on remotely control them and they draw a lot less power um, smoke detectors now ethernet based smoke detectors uh, which is good and also video cameras for surveillance they're a lot easier to install and manage than they used to be cool uh, and a lot of poe and a lot of that kind of stuff uh, going a lot on. of the stuff runs off your your switch power over ethernet yep yeah. low voltage so it's not going to electrocute anybody that, it's that, kind of cool that's true like a couple of things like uh, smoke detectors you've got battery backup like actual batteries in them just to make sure to make sure you're compliant with standards and that but um yeah so we've just spent the last 20 minutes talking about a whole ton of different technologies that go into the modern office yes um but if i'm sitting here going it's, it's just way too much i just want someone to help us our sponsor can, can't they? How about that? <laughs> Look, this is the, the foundation of what Secure Office uh, is. It's, it's taking a lot of the modern IT structures and enabling businesses to really focus on their business by taking care of all their IT for them. But taking care in such a way that we've modernised the IT, uh, initially at the base layer, and then we start working on modernising how the business works in relation to modern IT. So you're no longer tied with old ways of doing things, such as printing out PDFs and then getting people to scribble on them and then scanning them back in into PDFs and mailing them and so forth. That we can, you know, how do we do that electronically? How do we enable businesses to work remotely and efficiently? How do we allow them to scale with minimum effort just using the technology that's available today? So, so I know you spent a ton of time when you formed TribeTech designing what goes into the secure office and how it works, right? We did, we did. It was, um, there was quite a bit involved because we needed to find the appropriate solutions that uh, didn't just do the job from the outcome, but also uh, were easy to manage, were simple to manage, uh, were cloud driven. Uh, so we haven't got all these management systems everywhere, but um, also that if we can save time and effort in what we did, it meant that we could deliver a more cost-effective service out to the end client. Cool, and you're, you're charging that at a price per user per month? It's usually per user per month is, is a, a common way to do that, yes. And it comes with a guarantee? It comes with a guarantee, all the IT's included, all the hardware's included, uh, aside from the laptops. Oh, cool, and if people want to move, you'll help them do it? Absolutely. Like it. Well, it's generally covered anyway under the agreements, so. Cool, fantastic. Well, if you'd like a free consultation on the Secure Office, you can click the link below or in the comments or or in the link, depending on which way you're listening or watching um, our event today. All I've got left today is to say is, Scott, thank you so much. Thank you, Nick. It's been lovely. It has been fun. We're going to enjoy some wine, and we hope, you have, a, we hope you have a super day. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye.